Did you know that the inventor of Pringles is buried in a Pringles can? What? I didn't need to hear that. I thought you were telling me something important. Well, you need to hear this. Welcome to You Need Need to Hear This. Join me, Sohana, and Belinda as we talk about all things uni advice, uni experiences, and uni challenges. Come along as we navigate the complexities of uni and talk about all of what we have learned. Join us every Saturday for a new episode of You Need to Hear This. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Today, you're listening to You Need to Hear This. In this show, Belinda and I will be talking about all things related to uni application, what we've learned since coming to uni, and what advice we want to give to you. So for some context, Belinda and I actually ran a show together last year in which we really bonded. And you know, after speaking to each other more, we realized that we had very different backgrounds when it came to coming to uni. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like currently we both have different majors. Mm -hmm. She came from Poly, I came from an international high school. And even the entire application process was so different, but we found ourselves in the same place in Radio Paul. That led us to this year where um, we were basically thinking of how we can add value to our audience. Since we have such different backgrounds, we thought that um, we can share our different experiences in the road leading up to uni. Exactly. So this episode is just going to be like a brief overview on who we are, what we were studying, and what we currently are studying, and the whole process of uni application. But in the next few episodes, stay tuned to hear about all the juicy details of our undergraduate experience, things we've learned along the way, and just some advice we want to partake with you all. And I mean, we have so much to learn, and hopefully we can have some guests that can help us out. Yes, hopefully, because I don't think we are that much of an expert No, yet. no, 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 no. We need help. We need help. <laughs> yeah so to start off shall we introduce ourselves so um do i go first <laughs> sure, sure, sure. okay so um hi i'm belinda hi. currently i'm studying business administration and i'm in year one and that's why i'm not an expert at all <laughs> literally i just learned not long ago that there are graduating requirements like <laughs> i didn't know that i had to google everything and oh i got God. so frustrated and i was so lost well everybody's like Watch. Yeah, they entered with so right. much knowledge, and I feel I felt like I was left behind. Aww. So like the reason for this show. Yes, Suhana, how Welcome about you? Show Belinda. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Suhana. I'm a year two student in FAS. Um, I'm majoring in communications and new media, but I'm doing a double minor. One of them is sociology and one of them is global studies. So yeah, honestly, similar situation to Belinda. I still don't feel like I know a lot, but I think as compared to where I started from, it's a lot more. Um, I came from an international high school. I mean, it was in Singapore, but a lot of my friends didn't come to a local university. So I think because of that, even our teachers and some of our like college help staff, they knew quite a bit about the uni process but there were some things that we kind of had to navigate ourselves and also the fact that I graduated in 2020 so I'm in in the August of 2020 right in the pandemic and it was just a lot having to deal with all that confusion and I felt bad because a lot of my friends were even more confused because they were trying to travel and they had to deal with visa so I was lucky that I just had to book a cab um but (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think in the last year and a half it's been, um, there's been a lot that I've learned about NUS and I can kind of foresee the new things that are starting up in NUS now that things are opening up. 
so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy the show and it kind of gives you an insight into what life has been and what it will be but yeah belinda you came from a poly right can you tell us about that yes okay so i came from okay i took the very traditional route okay like um secondary school and then it was either jc or poly so i cannot take stress i literally can't so i decided to not make my own life difficult because we live for only so long so i decided to go Yolo. to poly yes <laughs> and then while i was doing poly um actually a lot of my friends were considering their uni choices already in their third year. Some people even enter poly with just uni in mind, with the sole goal. Because the thing about poly is a lot of people have like the expectation that they are going to work directly after. Actually, a lot of people don't consider taking uni. Supposedly, it's like only the top 25% of poly graduates can get into uni. Yeah, so it's quite tough i would say if you're not within that top 25 percent because a lot of my friends who do not reach yeah. that so they, they are having a really difficult time right now even though like they're like, only different by like, zero point like zero three and they still have a really tough time yeah so there's like a cutoff almost i would say it's easier now compared to the past but yeah. if like you don't do well in poly it's like it's a like, very low chance of going to uni especially since more people go to poly to work immediately yeah. after. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I have heard, like, um, I know some people who went to poly and their experience was more that they, they felt like they kind of had, like, I know it, they always say it's hands-on learning, but, like, b- beyond that hands-on learning, they also just said that they felt that they gained a lot of life experiences and they mm. became more, like, holistically developed if that makes sense um which is which I do think is very beneficial and I kind of think it should be inculcated into all the school programs I don't think it should be specifically for poly yeah to touch on that right with the people who came from JC right and honestly I feel like they needed more time to adapt because their curriculum and their way their school is structured is really different from uni in that they didn't have like a lot of hands-on or like technical stuff to do well mm. like in poly it was kind of similar it was like we still had a tutorial and like lectures and oh, okay. it was very self-directed so i would say it's kind of similar to uni but there still needs to be like a little adjustment in the workload yeah ah, i get that it's actually quite interesting that you already had lectures and tutorials i've i feel like that's just a college concept to me like only uni kids have that yeah, oh my gosh, I wanted to touch on that because, oh like, my gosh, I do not know how JC kids adapt because <laughs> I I struggled so much and I'm a poly graduate. My like, learning style was already like adapted to that, but I still struggled. So I was like, how do JC kids like I know adapt? Yeah, wait, but what about you, Suhana? How did you come to join NUS? <laughs> so I came from an Indian international school mm. um, and in that I did the IB diploma. So the international baccalaureate, it, you have it in your 11th and 12th grade, which is pretty much like the two years of JC, I'm guessing. Um, and in those two years, you do six main subjects and then you also have like a couple of separate things. So out of those six main subjects, you have some higher levels and some standard levels. And the way IB works is, yeah, so they really want you to be super holistic. So they're not mm. just like take whatever six subjects. No, they're like, there has to be one English, there has to be a math, 
There has to be a language. There has to be a humanities and a science. It's very eye-opening in a sense because you take things that you don't know you like, which which happened to me. So um, before IB, we also did IGCSE, which is the O levels equivalent, and IB is kind of the A levels equivalent. So IGCSE is like an international GCSE, which started from the GCSEs in Cambridge. I don't know, it's a whole thing. Grade nine through 12, which is our last four years, we have a lot of tests, our studying patterns very different. And it, I do think it prepares us for the real world or like the real university world. So, right. So when I had to come into IB, I knew that I had to take a science. Um, one thing that did spark my eye was, um, or one thing that did catch my eye was computer science. So I ended up taking that in IGCSE too. So things like that, I would say that IB kind of gets you ready and it kind of like makes you grow up in a sense. Cause like from the ninth grade, you're thinking about university. Um, I know for my sister, she really wanted to study um, economics and she knew that like from a young age she wanted to do finance something in that field and one of her favorite unis needed math and they needed like the higher level of math <gasps> okay. and she knew this and she knew she needed higher level of math in IB and because of that she had to do the more advanced level of math in IGCSE and in our school if you want to like kind of get into that you have to do well in eighth grade so from like the seventh grade she knew that she needed to be great at math which is like getting herself ready for six years in the future which is one thing that I do think is a little insane <laughs> from mm-hmm. the seventh grade you're 14 years old and you're thinking about like oh I need to be ready for uni because it's true if you don't take the correct math you won't be ready for IB math and then you won't be ready for uni math like it's all a stepping stone so I think a similar thing um, happens to a lot of kids who go into the sciences or the finance or like you know that type of sector I was just lucky that I knew I wanted to do humanities so for me it wasn't really that big of a struggle like so my majors I mean my oops my um higher level subjects were economic psychology and computer science which honestly none of them really linked to communications when I say I did communications people might think I did like English maybe history but um I think like some of them are a little random and I agree but for me, it was more just like a collaboration of those three. In economics, we discuss a lot about the society and just, you know, how do you make things for the people and like a little bit of advertising too, which I do think comes down to the, the communications, a little bit of the society part of new media. And in psychology, it's a lot of like sociology and the people and how do you work with people. And then in computer science, we do a lot of networks and just, you know, how things are linked to each other. And also just like the, the digital user interface, which we also study in comms. So yeah, there's like a lot of overlap in a sense but um it's big it's really big for sure but yeah so when I was um so back to the question sorry I got super derailed but about uni applications there was a lot of options I was thinking abroad I was thinking local I wasn't even quite sure about my course at the time which is why I was really lucky that NUS kind of was a liberal arts uni in the sense that they just said you know you're accepted into FAS, which is the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences. And they said, you can go to FAS and you can decide your major. You have five semesters to decide decide that. And it was really, really nice because I knew I wanted to do communications, but I was like, how will I know if that's really what I want to do? Because how do you know what communications is till you started? I was lucky I stayed with it. Um, But then I decided on my minors, which it was really lucky that I was able to like move around quite a bit. But how, how did you decide on business? Where, where did that come from? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I took business administration in poly. So, I mean, some of you might be thinking, yes, obvious choice, duh. Like, business administration in poly, business administration in uni. 
But a lot of people don't end up taking their poly courses because they actually hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for me, I was kind of debating between law, communications, and business administration. Partially because we study um legal environment in business in poly. Mm-hmm. And then for communications, it's because I specialize in marketing. Right. But yeah. yes, but when I was like consulting with my friends, like about which degree I should take, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the content, I don't know, like a lot of the keywords that came out when I asked about communication degree was um, them saying like, oh, but you don't need a degree in communications. We do communications. Right. So yeah. I was like, oh, and do I really want to spend like, Eleven thousand not to get like this what? piece, yeah, on like a, a certificate that I won't really need to get into a career. And exactly. the thing is, because um, at that point of time, I was like thinking, oh, I can ma- still specialize in marketing, but then I can go into communications with that. So mm-hmm. that's why I decided to take business and communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, 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 business administration. Business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> confused <laughs> yeah and yeah. then um the whole reason why i didn't take law in the end was because actually law had a very very lengthy application process like you had to do an interview for the first round and then the second round would be a written test and i was not confident at all like just one module and i was like no nope. i like it but like yeah. not yeah. that much no i yeah. agree i think the application process is a big thing my, my best friend's actually she's studying law in London and they are, have to do all these tests like I don't I don't want to say the wrong names but you know like the LSAT and like you know even medicine if you do those specific medicine tests so I've always felt like law and medicine were kind of like these big dark clouds that you know you have to really want to do it if you go for it and I'm just like I'm, I'm shocked really mm-hmm. yeah sure. like I don't know how people can commit to that but if you're passionate about it do it Go for it. Yeah, I know a girl who, she's currently considered a freshie, but she's actually her second year. Because I think her first year, she majored in history. And then she decided to switch over to law. So that's like switching faculties, switching campuses, honestly, because law, fun fact, is on a different campus. It's in Bukatima. And so now she's considered a freshie, like if you open up her portal and stuff, but she still has to do her other like four more years. So yeah, I think if you're dedicated towards it and if you really love it, it is possible to switch over. It is possible to write the big application, but it's fine. I think it's like, you do what you need to do. You you, you can do it. Yeah, but I definitely think that's one of the best things I liked about NUS's application um, as compared to some of the unis I did abroad. So I did, oh, let's recount. So I did a UCAS application, which is like UK. Um, And then I did a few in Canada and then my sister had done some in the US. So I feel like I have a little experience with that too. And I also did a couple Europe, a couple Australia. So I can kind of see the difference in it. And I was, I was originally worried because people told me that in Singapore, all they care about is your grades. Like that was a big statement. And like, you know, you're saying about the whole cutoff thing. I was just Mm -hmm. like, is that really what it is? Like, are they not going to ask about my extracurriculars? Because that was something I really enjoyed in high school. And I thought it kind of, made me realize I even wanted to do communications was that I got involved with like debates or like model UN and that's when I was like yeah this is what I want to do so I was really worried and also graduating in COVID I mean when I wrote my application I didn't know I was going to graduate in COVID but especially when the application rolled out and it was like March 2020 and we were like hey what's going on what's going on I was 
freaking out because I didn't want to just get graded upon my grades. But honestly, I really loved the NUS application. I thought it was short and sweet. They asked for a personal statement. They asked for a couple extracurricular activities and they asked for your grades. It didn't even take time. And ask, and I, I liked that I didn't have to stress so much about it. Like in our UK personal statement, it's 4,000 characters, which is a couple of oh. words. Yeah. Okay. And they are very, they're not specific, but there's almost a template. It's like, here you intro yourself. Here you intro your courses. Then you talk about some further reading you've done that made you reach your major. Then you talk a little bit about your extracurriculars. Like it's like a template almost. So for UK, I applied for international relations and I was just like, I've read these books. I've done these extracurriculars. Like this is what I want to do. And then on the other hand, people in the US are so abstract. They're like, oh, what was like one thing that changed about your life? Or like, what's your biggest learning? And then some people are like, there's no right answer. But some college counselors will tell you there is a right answer. And both scenarios, the ones that are super academic and the ones that are super non, I don't think they're either right. I love how NUS meets it in the middle. And I don't want to sound like I'm some big NUS ambassador, but seriously, even now when I'm helping my juniors out, I always tell them like, don't stress about it. Like, I really enjoyed the application. Mm, I see. Um, for me personally, I applied for the three local universities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you did, but like personally, I felt like it was kind of similar for all except, okay, except SMU. Because if mm-hmm. you want to go into SMU, they stress a lot on holistic education. Oh. So yeah, so there's a whole section about, oh, like what are the work experiences you've had? Um other than like extracurricular are there any other things that you can like sell about yourself so oh, i wow. found that very interesting very yeah yeah but the only flaw i found about like smu is because they have very limited courses if you would like like to go into the social science route because it's like a, a school very focused on business management i mean i guess that's why it's called like singapore management university very. but yeah true that's what I've heard. Um, I knew a couple of people who had applied for like econ and things like that. And they were in the safe spot because I think that's what SMU boasts, like the econ finance business. But I think mm-hmm. if, like, like you, especially since you weren't even sure what to major in, I think you might have kind of restricted yourself if you went. Yeah, that's true. Because if um, I get into like NUS or like NTU, I can always transfer. But like if I'm in SMU, it's like I can't go really anywhere, you know? Yeah, that's that's one of the best things about unis that are kind of broad. You can move mm-hmm. between your faculties. You can move between the majors. I know I know this one guy. I did flag, which is one of the NUS events. I did it with him last year, and the first semester of year one, he was just like, no, 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 no. Like I'm majoring in sociology. Like I am mm-hmm. a sociology person. And I was like, oh my god, great, because at, at that time I was considering a minor. So I thought like, oh my god, very fun. Then the next semester, he's like, no, no, no. I take that back. Like psychology is what I really want to do. I really. <gasps> And I was just like, you know, there are overlaps. I understand. I said, you know what? Great. Then this year I meet him in August and he like messages me and he goes, can you like tell me what the, the intro course of new media is like? I've just been thinking about taking it. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, of course I like it. And then just a couple of days ago, I saw him in a class and he's now a business major. And I really, (laughs) but I think he's finally found his calling, which is what makes me so happy is that this is the fourth semester and you can still take time to find your calling. And I don't think he's even going to be behind on his grad requirements. I think he must have like maneuvered it in a sense that he's still going to graduate on time. He's still going to graduate with everything he needed to get. 
And like, that's so cool to think about. I think there was, a, there was a YouTuber I saw who she first majored in CS, but then she realized that what she really liked about the CS was like the user interface and all, which she could actually achieve through communications. So she did like a full 180 degree, degree turn and she's come to FAST um, from computing, which I really, really enjoy because it's true. Like people may think computing and communications are like miles apart. Like there's worlds apart between them, but there are a lot of majors that have that little like, Oop, I like that about this. And mm-hmm. that's really cool about it. I would really, really like suggest people to take like the degree course that you like. Personally, I chose business as data because I thought that a communications degree wasn't that beneficial. But I think, or I, I would really advise people to take like whatever you like because it needs a lot of motivation when you like enter uni, you know, um, you really have to commit to the workload and I don't think that external factors such as like, oh, the starting salary or how valuable your degree will be should be a factor because if you really like it, you'll make a path in it. Yeah. You know? I completely agree with that. Like like I was saying, for some unis, I applied for international relations because mm-hmm. I thought I did like it. I personally did. And especially because I liked the UK. I liked studying there, like the, the thought of it. And in the UK, communications is just not big. So I thought I would have a better chance applying for IR because the bigger universities have those, you know, the more the more named ones have them. So I did that. And I remember like talking to my friend, like my best friend about it. And she was just saying that, like, I know you love everything apart from the course, but do you see the problem there? Like you love everything apart from the course. Um, the course should be the most important thing. And I completely agree that like when I when when everything happened in the world and I came back and I was here and doing communications now it's just like thank god I did this because I cannot tell you how important the course is like at the end of the day when you've had so much work to do so many extracurriculars you have to do your laundry you have to wash your dishes and there's so much going on the only thing that will bring you happiness is that okay but at least I'm working for something I love yeah yeah like um ultimately your motivation is based on like your passion for that subject you know like ultimately for business I'm like oh I'm just taking it for the sake of taking it you know like for the degree so it's like always when I'm doing the work I'm like oh why am I doing this again so I would suggest to take the course you like because you are burnt out very fast you know Aww. are you having any yeah. second thoughts about business um honestly yes okay but like you said I can transfer any time and there's always a choice of a major you know I can take a second major in communication so I can I'm planning to wait till then there's always a choice guys if you come into uni you end up not liking your course just transfer do whatever you need you know there's always a choice there's always a choice yeah I think that's completely true like I love your attitude towards this entire thing like even though you may not be having the best time you may be having so many seminars and group projects and 8 a.m (laughs) wake-up calls but you're still so positive about this because I know a lot of people I mean obviously it is person to person but I really think you should try to not let yourself get down about these little things because NUS offers you a lot of resources. Like there are so many career talks. My career advisor is like always emailing me, asking me like, Whoa, what do we want to do here? What do we want to do here? There's so many ways you can switch around your minors, your majors, any requirements, and you can really make your experience for yourself. You know, like, like one thing I really wanted to do is I knew I wanted to travel when I was in uni. Like I knew someone who had taken like a lot of little, little trips around Asia. And um, my hall, I'm in PGP house, 
we actually had this thing called Project Myanmar, where we would go to an orphanage in Myanmar and teach them English. And I loved that. I thought that was such an interesting experience. I had tutored before and I just I just wanted to be involved in that. But obviously because of COVID, it wasn't hap- it was possible. Like we just taught them online, which was still amazing. But I did really miss out on that travel thing. So when the option of exchange came up, I was like, I need to go for that. So I think, yeah, that's like another thing that if you want something, you can make it happen. And if whether it comes to internships, part-time jobs, like little things around campus, I, th- I think you can do it. Oh, and um, I wanted to ask Suhana, okay, because <laughs> I am not staying in Hall, nope. but <laughs> I always thought it's really interesting how like people, you know, the whole life is like how you apply for Hall, like how do you even go about it? Yes, yeah, Suhana, oh, okay, wow. that's it is, it is a process. And I can tell you, because I had to apply for my second year too, and oh, oh my gosh. So the thing that happened for me was since I graduated from, from IB, we, you get your grades in July and then you start uni in August. So there's pretty much like a one month in between. <gasps> so by the time I came around to applying for my hall, there was only one hall left. But I think it was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me that there was just this one hall. I personally actually wanted to go to a residential college. So yeah, for anyone listening, NUS offers a lot of types of residence. We have our residential colleges, we have our halls, we have the main residences. And then now they're making this new thing called the houses. I don't know, don't ask. But there's like a lot of different types of of residences in, in NUS. So I personally wanted to go to a residential college. I wanted the whole like living on campus, learning on campus, because RCs offer some of their own modules. So that was something that interested me. And I I generally knew a few people there. And I just thought I would like that. So I'm not going to lie. When I first joined BGP, I wasn't the happiest. I didn't know people coming in. I didn't know what the culture was like. Um, I had heard that people didn't like the culture, but I obviously didn't want to make like some sort of reputation for it. But in the last like year and a half, it has just been amazing. So the whole application process is basically like you go on the website and then they ask you for your top three. I think you write a little statement about yourself and then you also mention a couple of your extracurriculars. So I think some halls have the notion of being like a sports hall or some of them are known for singing or drama or music like that. So if you apply to those halls and your application includes those things, I think you have a higher chance. Um, like I think gymnastics is sports one. So if you mentioned that, oh, I was like captain of my football team, I have participated in this marathon, I think you have a better chance. One thing I like, though, is that I think some other unis have this thing where you can recommend people for the hall, and NUS doesn't have that. And I'm oh, really, really? yeah, like you can recommend people. I don't know if it's for the hall or if it's like for a floor, but some uni, some halls that have specific things that they're known for, you can recommend and be like, no, this person's really good at sports. Like he's my junior. I think he's a good thing and any student can recommend them not just the student council or anything I mean I may be wrong in that but I have heard that some other unis and some other halls have that whole recommendation process which I think is a little unfair to those who come from the main system because for us we were kind of not excluded but we didn't really know a lot so especially if someone else was getting an unfair advantage it's a little little difficult but yeah, I think the hall application is really not bad. It's just you have to be on the ball for things. If I'm not wrong, the application starts anywhere between March and April. So try to get it done there. Try to get your statements out. Try to get your extracurriculars up. And no matter what happens, I think you will have a good time. I know some people who've landed up in halls or RCs that they didn't even want to go to. Some of them like got <sighs> the spot a week before they joined in. And they are having the best time. I, again, it's about 
making it for yourself. One of my friends realized that, you know, she loved dance, but her hall didn't have anything dance related or her RC. And she just started her own dance club and she found someone That's else so cool. interested. Yeah. And they're just like making shows and, you know, performing. And I, I just really loved that. I think the thought of that just made, just made me super happy. When I joined PGP, I didn't think there was, so I really love like event planning and like fundraising and that that's like my whole thing. And I didn't even know what flag was, which for anyone listening, it's just a massive fundraiser. <laughs> so there is always something you can find. Last year, I was the fundraising head, which was my favorite thing ever. I met so many people. We got to do such a good cause. And then this year I applied for the project director and I'm loving it. Like there's always something you can find. I love my team. I'm going to go back to PGP in a couple hours and I'm going to see all of them. And just generally, I think if you told me two years ago, this is where you'd be. I don't know if I would believe that I was so happy. Not for any other reason, but just for the fact that I didn't know what I wanted. And now when I'm here, it's just that you can maybe never know, but I don't know. It's just about just making do with what like, what you can especially with COVID that's what I've heard from a lot of people like it's difficult to find internships it's difficult to I like I completely get what you're saying about the degree because when you graduate it's already such a difficult job market that you're just like am I really going to take this degree that's not going to help me as much as this one and I know there are all those factors to think about and for us to just say like no live your life don't care about the degree don't care about the jobs uh, don't care about like the salary I don't think that's completely correct. I mean, of course, you have to think about those things. But I don't know if there's anything you should take away from 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 our couple years in uni. It's just that things can work out if if you make them work out. I like to share more about like how our research process is like right, when like yeah. you're googling about like uni and stuff. Because okay, I'm sure that all of you think oh it's common sense. You just like type in like oh NUS or like NU, but. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are so many, like, specific things you need to look out for. Like, um, personally, I did not know there was a communications, like, degree in NUS. <laughs> exactly. I was like, how was I so dumb to not, like, really, like, yeah. notice it? Because I, I think, uh, as Suhana mentioned earlier, it's like you apply for FES first, then mm. you go into, like, the communications mm. Yeah, so mm. I didn't know that was how it worked. So, like, I never knew there was an option. In, and yet still, I entered. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I get it. Okay, luckily, you entered and like, you found the people and you can still make it. But yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, they didn't know this was a specific major. They don't know the, like, um, double major, single major, double degree, double minor. Like, there are yeah. a lot of terms. And it is really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. yeah like a lot of my friends were like asking me about oh what is a double degree and like what's a double major and I'm like I'm in uni now and that's the only reason why I can explain it but if like I'm not in uni I, yeah, wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything like maybe we can talk more about this in like another yeah maybe this, I think there should be another episode yeah. but definitely um mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot you can learn but just as a starter off to anyone applying to uni mm-hmm. it's okay breathe relax hopefully you can learn from our experiences that no matter like what background you come from you can think you're not fitting in you can think you're the outlier but you're not trust me Belinda mm-hmm. and I we didn't do the same major we're from completely different high schools. We've had a very different background and we found each other and we love it. So don't worry, you can do it. Yes, definitely. And there's always like a way to transfer. So like, don't stress. If you get in and you don't like it, just 
wait it out, wait for the transfer forms to come up, and yeah, just live figure your it out. life how you want to. Yeah, yeah figure it out. Yeah. I know now, I think, yeah, sitting in February, a lot of kids are starting their uni application process, and it's all <gasps> yes. happening around now, but yes. um, you will always find, hopefully you can, like, reach out to people who um, did the same major or who are currently in uni, and if anything, Belinda and I are right here, so feel free to message us, you can DM us and ask us any one of your questions, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we can answer more of those questions and just generally share more information and more advice that we have mm-hmm. learned. Also, we are not experts in any means. Take anything we say. Definitely with- not. <laughs> and that will be the end of today's um podcast. I hope we, well, I feel like we rambled a lot about the experience. A lot, I, hope- I know. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can take away something from it. And um, hopefully the next few episodes will cover more about like all the technical stuff and like how you can go about your applications and all that. Don't stress. You can do it. Just take it with in stride, you know. And yeah, that'll be the end of Get it over this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to my show. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you, thank you Suhana.